Hello, I'm Dave Epstein. Welcome to this edition of Growing Wisdom. And today I want to talk about ornamental lilies and the horrible pest, the lily leaf beetle. Lilyoceros lili. Lilyoceros lili. Yes, that's the Latin of that horrible thing. And it's just a devastating bug. And let me tell you a little bit about the bug. If you haven't grown lilies for a long time because of the bug, you'll understand it if you've never grown lilies, but maybe you're, you know, looking through a catalog and thinking, I want to grow lilies, you need to be aware of it. So the lily beetle is this brilliant red beetle. It's got fairly long antennae. Uh, You can definitely notice it. You can see the little head, the body. Uh, Often you'll see a couple of them mating on your lilies. I go to crush them. What I usually do is put a, like a can or something underneath because when you go to grab them, for some reason, they almost know that you're coming for them and they drop themselves to the ground and then they're impossible to find. So I kind of tick them into a little can and kill them that way. And the lily beetles themselves are problematic. They'll feed on the leaves a little bit and they can cause some damage, but they're not the big problem. The big problem are the larvae stage of these things. So the larvae stage are these soft, slug-like larvae that will voraciously feed on your lilies. They're going to eat the stems and the leaves especially, and they'll just defoliate the lily. And, and when they do it, it's just, it's just gross. I mean, they just destroy the plant. And they'll even sometimes eat the, the flowers themselves as they're coming up. So if you're lucky and the flowers open, you can often see them damaged. The lily beetles are maybe about a half an inch, and the slugs start really small and get to be, again, at their biggest, maybe just under half an inch. They also, and this is gross, cover themselves with their own excrement. So you don't see the larvae. You basically see this black, kind of almost like a finer, muddier, coffee ground thing underneath the leaves of your plant. And when you go, if you, if you do take it off and kind of remove the excrement, you'll see the little larvae underneath there. And it's kind of a mauve manila color. It's, it's brownish, light tan. Not the most pretty thing in the world. It's gross. It's the only way to talk about it. And in order to get rid of them, there's a few things you can do. You can handpick them off. And I've done that for years because I love growing lilies. So I literally walk around the yard. I check them all the time. I go underneath. The eggs are brilliant red, so that makes it a little easier to find. The larvae feed for about 16 to 24 days, and they feed really heavily. Then they pupate. They go into uh, you know a dormant stage. They fall to the ground. They wait, and they become a beetle. They come back up again, and you get another round of these. And this can happen... You know, if you figure 16 to 24 days, the ones from the previous year will already be in the soil. They'll hatch very early. Then you get another round and another round and another round. And then at the end of the season, they drop down and the whole process starts all over again. You can use spinosad and neem oil. You have to apply it very regularly. And the thing about those two products, they're both organic, but they're also going to hurt other things like other larvae and desirable larvae. And that's problematic. And, and one of the things, as, as my own education has grown, I've really tried to stop using not only pesticides, I kind of stopped using those over a decade ago, but I've really tried to limit the use of anything. And I've tried to create an environment where I have good bugs attacking bad bugs, which brings me 
to the fact that there's these three parasitic wasps that have been released in places like Massachusetts, Maine, New York, Rhode Island. And these wasps are approved by the USDA and they're approved for field release. And they basically attack the pupated stage of the beetle so that they kind of, they use it, they become the parasite. And so they use it and you don't end up getting the next stage and it stops them. So why am I even talking about this? Well, I was outside this morning and I noticed my lilies have no damage. And it's because that parasitic wasp has finally established itself in many parts of eastern Massachusetts. It's one of three. I'm going to botch the Latin. I will try my best. I'm reading this to you. Uh, so the first one is Tetrastichus setifer, T-E-T-R-A-S-T-I-C-H-U-S-S-E-T-I-F-E-R, if you want to Google it. And they say that that's probably the one that has the best chance of really eradicating the lily beetle. Then there's Lemophagus Arabundus, Arabundus, there we go, Lemophagus Arabundus, and Diaparasis Jacunda, D-I-A-P-A-R-S-I-S-J-U-C-U-N-D-A, and the other one I said was L-E-M-O-P-H-A-G-U-S Arabundus, E-R-R-A-B-U-N-D-U-S. So those are the three parasitic wasps. Now, if you start using chemicals on your yard, you're going to stop those wasps from being able to parasitize, paratism, <laughs> all these words, uh, the lily beetle. So you actually want to, and as hard as it is, you might want to just let one, see what happens, let one kind of stop cycle of the lily beetle if you have it and you're in an area where they've been released they were released in wellesley they were released in waltham so i would say that especially eastern greater boston uh that and and they're also been released in like i said maine parts of rhode island and new york that you see whether or not you get the wasp now you can't use you can't use any chemicals because you'll kill the wasp and you have to let the lily beetles drop and go into their pupated stage in order to get the wasp. So it's a little bit of a gamble. And maybe you want to, you know, take off some, leave a few, see what happens. I have to tell you, I was really pleasantly surprised this year at the fact that my, and I've noticed this last year a little bit, but this year it's really noticeable that my fritillaria, for example, just have no damage. Now, if you're wondering how did this all happen, way back in the uh, 1940s, early 1940s, they noticed it in Montreal, 1943, and it stayed there for decades and decades, was finally discovered in the United States in 1992, actually in Cambridge. Uh, they thought it arrived in a shipment of bulbs from Europe, and of course, then it just went cuckoo and spread from mass throughout all of New England, New York, and uh, it was discovered in New York about 20, 21 years ago. So uh, hopefully this parasitic wasp is helping. Hopefully you have it. If you have not tried uh, growing lilies because of the beetle, I would suggest maybe getting five or six of them and putting them in the yard and see what happens. See whether or not, you know, you may get the beetle immediately, but you may also get the wasp thereafter. I have, I want to say I probably have about 12 different patches of 
the lilies around my yard at this point. And, uh, you know, again, I went outside about 20 minutes ago, looked at them all, and they look pretty good. So it kind of spurred me on to do this little podcast and tell you why you might want to try them again. Uh, Please check out all of our podcasts here or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And also, I have another one called Weather Wisdom. You can check that out. It is a daily weather forecast, uh, mostly for southern New England, but we talk about other parts of New England or other parts of the country, especially in really severe weather. And you can always find me on Twitter, at Growing Wisdom, and the same thing on Instagram and Facebook at that same handle. Have a great day.